everybody and welcome to 2ZQ Hot Takes where we discuss issues both big and small. I am your host, the very handsome Tim Kirk, and today I'll be talking about song lyrics that make you shake your head and other things in passing. We passively accept a catchy tune and highly repeatable lyrics because they are cleverly crafted and appealing. But many songs we have all become attached to have questionable lyrics. Good music tends to capture our imagination, and we emotionally attach ourselves to romanticized scenarios presented as opposed to our ordinary mundane experiences in life. Hey, I had to read a separate piece at a Catholic all-boys high school, and there was a complete aversion to any implied homoeroticism. (laughs) And we had to read The Three-Day Blow. Talk about repression. But back to the music. Song lyrics that make you go, when you think about them. Proud Mary. What exactly were the circumstances of leaving your good job in the city anyway? Was it voluntary? Is it so bad to have a full-time job, especially a good one? Was there an indiscretion you could not talk your way out of? Misappropriation of funds? Inappropriate conduct? You didn't say you just quit. You said you left. There is a distinction to be made there. That's quite a loaded statement in the first place. You'd rather see life from the docks of a river? Just that? Going up and down a river all day and all night? Stopping off at ports that are all grimy and industrial? That's the good side of a city? Not a luxury hotel or first-class cabins in a riverboat queen or a fine dining restaurant or great seats to a show? Drinks with music at a chill lounge? No? I don't know anybody who has done this. If they did, they have not reported back to me in any sense. And what is the criteria for the good side of a city aside from hitching a ride on a riverboat queen? How do you measure that? Oh yes, I prefer working a hot, loud, thankless, life-and-soul-crushing, dangerous toil instead of enjoying the finer things in life while dining, sipping, and dressing well in luxury. You do prefer to do that toil, eh? Have you been diagnosed with any mental or chronic self-destructive disorder? There's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just perplexing as to why anyone would consider making this adverse life switch. Space Oddity by David Bowie and Rocket Man by Sir Elton John. Wouldn't someone preferentially pursue single men who are emotionally stable or somewhat stoic instead of married men who miss their families dearly? These guys are clearly depressed in the cold isolation of space, these candidates. They were the best choices? This is the right stuff? Sensitive, emotionally frail, married family men are good choices as astronauts? 
and not rigorously disciplined, fearless, emotionally strong single men. No? At least ground control wasn't preoccupied with making their astronauts adhere to rigid macho stereotypes. And that was progressive, somewhere in the fantasy land of the 70s. Ground control for Space Oddity and Rocketman do seem preoccupied with launch and all those specifics, but once these guys leave orbit, ground control seems to lose interest and give these guys the chef's kiss. They even forget about exact science and tell them, may God's love be with you, instead of closely monitoring life support and vital statistics and all the other things one might attempt to accomplish within the parameters of space travel for the sake of enlightenment and the pursuit of knowledge. And there's a lot of supposition going on in space, I must say. The papers want to know whose shirts you wear, while Rocket Man's wife picks out his clothes for him. One might assume that the papers know whose shirts Rocket Man wears because his wife is on Earth and should be contactable. Makes sense. Major Tom seems to have some issues. Perhaps he is a mank because he is being walked through each step as he does it as if for the first time. Take your protein pill and put your helmet on. One might think this was practiced and run through at least a few times before being sent off into outer space. And I don't know if there are technical issues or Major Tom had ADHD, but ground control repeatedly needs to ask him the same questions and he rhapsodically replies instead of merely communicating vital information as to his status. And ground control dares him to leave the capsule instead of this being the basic agreement made well before launch. And this guy is... An emotional basket case, yet he was promoted to the rank of major. Well then. I mean, Star Trek came out just before these songs, and there were literally crews upon crews of guys in red shirts who were expendable. Star Trek, the original series, yes. Captain Kirk of all people, yes. Had all those red shirted guys who were more than willing to go down to the alien planet without flinching, and they all got killed before the first commercial. And they went to Starfleet Academy, but these guys are in spaceships all by themselves. Rocket Man, how did you get a job without technical skills? How is it just five days a week? Do you take off on Monday morning and come back on Friday? Zero hour, 9 a.m.? Seems pretty convenient, unless you need to wait for a guy who has to fight traffic to get there and press the launch button. Mars ain't the place to raise your kids. Okay. In fact, it's cold as hell. Implying that you have specific knowledge of both Mars and hell's temperatures, as opposed to historical depictions of hell, with the lakes of fire and caves and caverns filled with pointy-eared, cloven-hooved, pointy-tailed demons poking you with spears and tridents and flames shooting around stalactites and stalagmites. And no verifiable geographical or astrophysical location of hell to base empirical analytical comparison data on. Again, with the suppositions. Also, if it is in fact just five days a week, do you just turn everything off and hang out? Or land somewhere for a few drinks and look for space hookers? Do you take space coke like Cheech and Chong did in Cheech and Chong's next movie? 
Is psychological torture one of the intended outcomes of placing these ill-equipped, poorly trained schmegagans in space? We can do that just by letting them get rejected in gay bars in New York City for a few weeks. And we wonder why our generation is so screwed up. She packed my bags last night pre-flight. Really? Your wife chooses your luggage and space flight wardrobe. That's it. Nobody vetted what you would be wearing in any official capacity. You stow bags on a spaceship like a cruise? It's your wife's decision what you wear into the cold, dark void of space. I see. I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. I think that's plainly self-evident, but thanks for the confession. And I think President Obama and William Shatner could trade verses on that song. And uh, by the way, I think Obi-Wan was just exaggerating about the Mos Eisley Cantina. There are more wretched hives of scum and villainy on Earth. He has obviously never been to Long Island after hours. There are many of those wretched hives. I won't go into detail, but trust me. And they have bottle service. And if Sir Elton knows tomorrow is zero hour at 9 a.m., why is his return to Earth so vague? And I think it's going to be a long, long time till touchdown brings me round and blah, blah, blah. There is no finite end to this mission. Aren't you concerned about life support systems and fuel, etc.? No? Just whatever? Really? What actually is the hiring criteria for a rocket man anyway? It sounds so dumb and forlorn up there. Oi. Both John Lennon and Paul McCartney wrote extremely abusive, misogynistic lyrics to two of their most popular songs, Run For Your Life and It's Getting Better. Getting better for who, Sir Paul? You were cruel to your woman and kept her apart from the things she loved, but now it's getting better. For who? It's getting better for you. It's getting better. You beat your woman and kept her apart from the things that she loves. I mean, really, this is getting better. In Run For Your Life, John literally threatened murder to a woman he was stalking if she dared to cheat on him. Murder! Not she loves you. I'd rather see you dead, little girl, than to be with another man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Passing me by by far side, or the far side. She keeps passing you by. I'm guessing that she has no idea who you are whatsoever, and you are obsessed with a stranger you have invested with attributes which are not connected to reality. He really seems quite obsessed, but sure, hey, it's a hit. It was a hit. And Lerner and Lowe, they wrote My Fair Lady before there was such a thing as restraining orders. My Fair Lady had a guy with absolutely nothing better to do at night than stand under a woman's window on the street where you live. People stop and stare, they don't bother me, for there's nowhere else on earth that I would rather be. You guys need counseling and to keep, at the very least, 500 feet away from these women. I don't care. A completely violent breakup song. Again, with a celebration of emotional disorders. And we want this. I got this feeling on the summer day when you were gone. I crashed my car into the bridge. I watched it. I let it burn. Uh Uh-huh. 
I threw your shit into a bag and pushed it down the stairs. I crashed my car into the bridge. I don't care. I love it. I don't care. I think we have a chemical imbalance here. Possibly bipolar and treatment is needed. And we're cool with this. Walk This Way by Aerosmith. <laughs> I can't even with this one. And finally, Mass Psychosis. Awimawa, 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 awimawa. The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Song by the Tokens. Near the village, the peaceful village, the lion sleeps tonight. Near the village, the quiet village, the lion sleeps tonight. This is peaceful and not extremely edgy and nerve-wracking. There is a lion near this village. It does not matter to me at all if it is asleep. I have had a cat for a pet. They get up in the blink of an eye. They have sharp reflexes. It's not like the lion is taking Ambien or Xanax. I think the villagers are taking too much Xanax. I would be alarmed. I mean, one observable growl and I have my loaded hunting rifle at the ready and I'm getting into the armored safari truck heading to the nearest safest city. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And as the kitties say, peace out. Thank you.